Jason here. What's up, what's up? You know the weirdest thing about, so far about this podcast has been listening to people's opinions, not just, not about the podcast itself, but specifically our voices. Some people think we sound exactly the same. Yeah. I don't, I don't hear get it. that at all. No, no. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy, uh, one of our coworkers, said, uh, well, he, he did the whole thing like, well, you know how the, the camera adds eight to 10 pounds? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, where's this going? Oh, my belly. Like, well, that's going to go, that's going to be an insult. Right. Um, but he's like, um, he said, Zach, you sound five years younger. Oh, well, that, I sound how youthful. is that an insult? Well, well, just with the, you know how the camera adds five. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So I, but so it pivoted. It was a, it was a, mis, it was a mislead. <laughs> um, so I don't know what to make of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I like most people cannot stand the sound of my voice, and every time I hear it, I'm horrified. Yeah. So this will be, this will get me over that hopefully. Right. Get me over the sights and sounds of my own. Like, oh, people have to see this and hear this. Yeah. This is what I'm putting out before the world. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's been the most interesting part of this so far. I mean, we're like, what we've done a few episodes, a couple episodes. Yeah. And, and what people have heard the most interesting yeah. thing about it has been like, oh yeah, you guys sounded like, or, you know, well, we, uh, we were playing it one day, uh, there at the shop just so that we could kind of hear it. And, uh, and, and just subject it's funny everybody because, else to right. us in stereo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You all have to listen to us mm-hmm. all day, every day. But no, it was really funny because I think it was, it might have been Andrew's client or, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Andrew's client. Uh, but he was even saying, oh, I didn't even realize that was you guys. Like, you sounded like you, he said. But he said that my voice didn't sound like me at all. And well, I'm sitting here thinking modes. like, well, have, I've got that radio announcer yeah, voice yeah, once yeah. in a while, ladies and gentlemen. But well, you don't really do that. No, not I, I don't feel like I'm doing that. No. Yeah. Maybe so, subconsciously I mean, I'm I'm trying to be more clear with what I'm saying, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Those first couple of uh recordings we did though, mm-hmm. I think one of the first few I was definitely self conscious about the way I was talking, kind of like I felt like it kinda had a, a William Shatner thing going on. <laughs> where it'd be like very slow in the beginning. Bones, Spock. But then the, the 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 sentence would would just kind of like right. be slow in the first half and then rush in the back half. Yeah. So I mean, we've been kind of not we're trying not to be too self conscious about this because you can't. <laughs> well, it's not good to be self conscious about anything. I mean, you should be self aware. No, it's good. You that, should, I, I feel like you should be self aware in life, but not necessarily so much self conscious. See, see, that's kind of you're kind of doing a sleight of hand there, though. Is what, it? What, what's the difference between Self-aware and self-conscious. Self-aware, in my opinion, and, and this is, you know, I'm not looking this up or anything like that, so this is pretty much just me making shit up all, all over again, but self-aware would be, just be, like, more knowledgeable about what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're acting, and everything like that, whereas opposed to self-conscious, I feel is more on the negative side where you're, like, oh, I, I you know what, my, my hair is thinning, or, yeah, I, I look fat in this shirt, or... You know, I'm walking with a limp today, or <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, just weird so stuff. So constructive like, versus, uh, yeah, yeah. Self-aware would be more constructive and be having a little bit more of a positive outlook, possibly. 
Whereas, in my opinion, the other route would be See, I, more negative. This, this, I mean, maybe this is my natural need to play devil's advocate or just be on the other side of anything. I, we do said. that a lot to each other, so yes. But this, this positivity shit, it's gonna, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna wear out super fast. I don't know, man. This has been a beautiful two days of nothing but smiling and making fun of things and having a good time. You're like Rob Lowe from like uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, now. yeah, literally, literally, literally. And remember what happened to him? He had I, multiple existen- existential crises. Did he? I, I don't know. To the point of like, I think he's a great actor. Always has been. Well, no, I mean his character on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, he's he's a good actor. That was a pretty funny show. I really liked that one. I, I really did too. It yeah. was um, it was very idealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely not realistic. Like, there's no way. Like, I, that's what kind of the fun part about the show is. Like, all these kind of not stereotypes, but they're very mm-hmm. archetypal. Like, very. I mean, I guess you could say one note. Yeah. Like. Um, Roblo's character, he was relentlessly positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had, well, so was the main character, uh, Leslie Nope. She was pretty, like, right. you know, she was like kind of what that, like, a certain kind of politics, like, imagine themselves as. But yeah. it was like they were actually like that. Like, Ron Swanson was like the I idealized. Loved Ron Swanson. He was like character. the idealized re- libertarian, not yeah. like what they'd be in reality. Right. And I always thought it'd be interesting to be like, you know, like, what if this was all filtered through somebody's view of how these people were in real life like ron swanson wasn't cooler at all like Mm -hmm. he was like you know like a paranoid you know like kind of like a negative stereotype of what a libertarian is and like leslie nope was like oh she was she was completely overbearing like she was like a hillary clinton type right like how you know it's they're they're seen in the show and like april turned out to be a serial killer and i could see that and uh chris pratt's character turned out to be uh mentally handicapped <laughs> not just well, okay dumb. so so i i actually feel like i in certain aspects of my life i can relate to all of these people oh yeah like i love ron swanson because i hate idle chit chat which is odd that we're doing a podcast because typically this is an idol there's nothing idle about what we're doing true true it's all very premeditated i i guess what i i like or i dislike is just that little chit chat of like how are you doing good How's things? Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Well, it's good to see you. I hate stuff like that. I don't like having it, like running into people at the store and stuff like that. I don't really usually like that. Now, I once in a while, I'll run into somebody that I care about and I like and stuff. So then I'll sit and talk and whatever. But typically, I don't really care about having to deal with people. And I think Ron Swanson was almost the epitome of that. Mm-hmm. You know, the one episode I saw where he uh, he was literally counting. You have 100 words. And then get get the fuck out of my office, you know. Yeah. Um, but Chris Pratt, just some goofy idiot moron. Right. I can relate to that, you know. I mean, Rob Lowe, sure. You know, I'm I try to be as positive as I can. Sometimes I I can't be, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm working on that. I I think that uh, you know I'm more positive than a lot of people probably. Mm-hmm. You just give me an idea though when you were talking about like idle chit chat. Oh like, no. So eventually augmented reality will be a thing. It will be like everybody will have, you know, the Google 
mm-hmm. VR, whatever you want to call it. Like right. Something where it's like... Did you say that Apple has a new VR type yeah, thing coming Yeah, they got the Vision out? Pro, which is mm-hmm. just a, a, a VR headset, but Apple's doing it, so of course it's going to be, yeah. you know, the Buy next stock in iPhone. Apple right now? Uh, I guess. Yeah. But, um, no, say so. Say you're, like, really bad at social... All that social mm-hmm. stupid stuff, you know, the stuff nobody wants to do, the idle right. chit-chat, but it's the, it's the social lubricant that keeps the machine moving mm-hmm. because... Nobody wants to have these conversations, but you feel offended when somebody doesn't obey the rules of, of social norms. Right. You know, well, I said, hey, how you doing? And they, you know, were very dismissive in their tone. I specifically said hi, and you didn't say hi back. So say you got like, <laughs> v, you know, VR, augmented reality, whatever, and you got, they got the screens in your head. Yeah. And you're at the grocery store, and somebody says, you know, cashier goes, how you doing today? And they make it like, there's some program that makes it like uh, an app that makes it so that's like a video game. Where you're like at, you know, in Fallout, where you go up to an uh, an NPC, right, and you get to choose from four different responses, Mm -hmm. and then based off of what they say, you get another, you know, four different options or whatever. Yeah, like so you can make life into a video game, which honestly that sounds like hellish Black Mirror stuff, but it could be useful for people who are uh, very bad at at these um, at these things. So this would be like a practice. It'd be, yeah, because, I mean, once augmented reality, VR, and AI, and all that shit is, like, you know, all up in our gray matter, yeah, life's going to be a full-on video game. Yeah. Have you ever done, like, a Zoom meeting or anything like that where you wore, like, the VR stuff? No. Have you? No. No, I, ha- I haven't, but, I, like, like, I've seen, I've seen where people do that, you know, on, on different shows and, you know, interviews and stuff like that, too. Um, and it's just a, kind of a curious thing to me because obviously that's something we could do or people could do, you know. But no, I've never done anything like that either, really. I mean, you know, once once they're able to apply like holographic technology, mm-hmm. and you could actually, I'm like, you know, concerts do that where it's well, like didn't, didn't Will I Am do that at like a Super Bowl or something yeah, I think like so. like I don't know that six seven familiar. years ago. That sounds like something stupid. He did. And they they had this big ordeal because he was like, oh. Will I am is here via hologram. I think they know? did one where they brought Tupac, Tupac <laughs> back, back to, to life. life. You know, yeah. um, which that's well, he's not really dead anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Mister Conspiracy Tinfoil Hat Guy. Yeah, Tupac's uh, alive and well in Antarctica. Yeah, guarding the the wall. <laughs> he's down there with Jim Morrison. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, um. I dun, got, dun, dun. You got to pivot. Okay, so uh, I, I was going to quickly just that. ask, out of out of the characters, since we were just talking about that, on Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. was there anyone specifically more that you would actually relate to? You know, because you're saying that I would be a little bit more to the, the overly positive, you know, guy from uh, Rob Lowe's character. Um, I guess maybe... I mean, Ron, like, was yeah. definitely, like, not not relate, but more aspire. Mm, yeah. Because, like I said, he's the idealized right. libertarian, you know? He's he's the guy, you know, he'll make, you know, a boat, and he's very taciturn and, like, very just state your business, yeah. what's your business, but secretly, like, a sexy jazz 
saxophone man. Yeah, yeah, I forgot know, about that who part. All the ladies, uh, what's his name? Something Duke Silver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who wouldn't want to be that guy? Yeah, you know, it's almost like a, a superhero type thing. You yeah. know, where he's got two lives. I, I admire somebody who has such a a rich inner life that yeah. they they hide from everybody else and just you know are very almost dismissive of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, most people aren't capable of that. I mean, it's it's hard enough to be good at one thing, let alone right. like one other thing that you just do completely in secret. You know. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know who am I most like. I guess Adam Scott's character. If I had to pick one. Huh. Interesting. But that's you know if I had to pick one, I'm definitely not. Um, not Chris Pratt's character. Oh, I was gonna say oh, I'm blanking on these names. Um, it's been forever since I've seen it. Who's? Um, yeah, it has been a while. I didn't even remember like Leslie Nope's name. Oh man, who's the? Uh, who's the Indian guy? What's his name? I was I was trying to I was <laughs> Dude, trying to find his, the guy's name. Yeah, so I yeah, just his, say Indian so, guy. Uh, yeah, his stand-up his comedy Aziz, is sorry. hilarious. My goodness, he he did this skit one time that I just started rolling, man, because he was talking about, uh, um, well, he was talking about porn and donut shops or something like that, and it was just absolutely hilarious. But Well, you need to, porn and donut shops, porn and donut shops. Yeah, it, it, it was funny. There. Well, he was talking about how, if have you ever watched a, a video, and then, oh, I think I remember know, this one, yeah. Like, wait a minute, that's the coffee shop I usually go to, or that's the, you know, wherever, you know. Yeah. And, he was talking about how he was waiting for one to be in a donut shop or something, you know? right? But yeah. so he watched Zach and Miriam make a porno. basically, yeah, and yeah, it's kind of like, like that. Yeah. Yo, man, what if somebody shot a porno in my <laughs> coffee shop, man? I don't remember. I, I don't remember what his name uh, on there is either. So it's gonna that's gonna irk me. Yeah, um, that's a show I don't. I haven't put on in a while. I usually have a few go to shows where it's yeah. like background noise or just something i can always watch mm-hmm. so i got seinfeld i've got community and the office i mean those are basic answers but they're, they're huh. definitely put on any uh, they're, they're not any of the three that i would go with what do you go with i mean the Suddenly office Susan? the office i can handle you know I, I like the office sure um but uh community i so that's the one where they're in college right yeah community college. yeah so i started watching it and i just couldn't quite get into it but the one main character. How in far there, did you get? Oh, uh, I don't know, six, seven episodes. Oh yeah, you didn't even. I mean, I kind of like trailed it off anyway. I I usually just put something on while I'm drawing, or mm. you know, something kind of like what you're saying, background. But that wasn't like a first choice, right? Or anything. I was just like, it's like Arrested Development. Like I like parts of it and everything, and I tried watching the whole thing, but I couldn't really. I didn't really get into it. It was fine in the background, mm. but my my go to would be that '70s show. Um, or, you know, like I do have Parks and Rec. I have all those on, on, uh, B, I almost said VHS, DVD, showing my age here. But, uh, 30 Rock is one that, uh, I absolutely loved. That's definitely on the rotation. One of the other things that I like to do is just put on cartoons, Mm -hmm. you know, like SpongeBob, Adventure Time, um, you know, which are not really necessarily newer cartoons. But uh, they're just something that I enjoy, you know, in the background. They're funny. They're slapstick comedy, mm-hmm. you know, so I can just draw, do whatever I'm doing, and still enjoy what's going on. And I don't really have to pay attention. You know, it's it's there, and I didn't really miss anything. 
whereas some of those shows like a comedy sitcom if you're not paying attention you might miss something and be like right. oh well what happened in that episode that they're referring to cartoons are great things mm-hmm. you know which is probably where you know like a lot of us as artists kind of started out too you know watching cartoons drawing cartoons mm-hmm. i mean i remember buying garfield comic books and i would literally sit there with a, a notepad and draw the garfield comics that i was reading as well yeah you know um, yeah i definitely read a lot of uh, a lot of garfield mm-hmm. when i was a kid i would get those you know those booklets those digests with all the strips in there yeah, um, yeah like those longer thin ones mm-hmm. yeah yeah i had a bunch of those garfield and friends mm-hmm. always watch that uh yeah garfield was awesome um all that, all that stuff. I really loved uh, newspaper newspaper strips like the Sunday Funnies. Yep. So Heathcliff. Um, yeah. Who else? Uh, Peanuts. Do they obviously. still have the Funnies in the? In th- Dude, I don't think so. I mean, I haven't looked in the newspaper in years. Yeah. So you don't want to you don't want to know what happened with uh, the Dilbert guy. <laughs> did he Did he get? Uh, it, it, he reminds me of the movie Office Space, mm-hmm. with. Um, uh, what's that? Steven something. Uh, what is his character? He plays the Raven in Barry. Oh, um, Steven Root. Steven Root. Yeah. yeah, dude, that guy is such a good actor. But oh, yeah, he's his, his Milton character yeah. in, in Office Space is, that's what reminds me of Dilbert, mm-hmm. is that guy just kind of a dork, you know, yeah. standing there and everything. Um, no, yeah, that actor's awesome. But, um, yeah, I, I honestly was, was into, always into reading the, comic strips in the newspapers and that was kind of my evolution i wanted to do comic strips mm-hmm. cartoons and then i wanted to do comic books yeah um and then i had to sell, settle for tattooing Ugh. gross i know tattoos are for sailors and whores <laughs> and i'm both no, yeah I'm just you're a whorish sailor yeah <laughs> i can't swim um so yeah um yeah, cartoons, cartoons rule. I mean, honestly, yeah. if I could just tattoo cartoons, I'd be happy. Oh, for sure, man. If I could tattoo in that style all the time. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm those Ninja Turtles that. that you've been working on on Andy's leg, pristine. <sighs> Pretty fun, man. Yeah. It's enjoyable. He, we were talking about that. Um, well, he was talking about that ever since he started Yeah. at the shop, and I kept going, well, it's not really happening. You know, what good is talk? Yeah. You know, it's like... a. It's like I've been flirting with them for for years, you know. Right. It's like, dude, are we gonna get better? What? <laughs> Let's take this to the next level. Yeah, but it's been it's been fun, you know. We're gonna we're we're talking about doing. We got the turtles down. We got the shredder down. Um, we're talking about maybe throwing Bebop and Rocksteady. It just kind of depends on how much of his leg he gives to me, you know. Right. It's kind of a back and forth. Like, well, I mean, I Andy's know. going full body seat. I mean, just look at yeah. him. Yeah. Well, and he did the hard stuff first. Yeah. You know, so dude, we did his whole upper torso, like back when he was like eighteen to twenty one, mm. you know, something like that. And he I still mean, got PTSD from it. Yeah, there was some rough areas, man. It was ribs, armpits, stuff like that. I think I let his sister tattoo him for a little bit. What was the, what was the uh, mag configuration you had? The, the big one. Oh my goodness, it was like a forty nine mag or something like Good that. God. Yeah, I was running that off of those uh, air powered Numa machines back oh, yeah. in the day. Yeah. So, like, those things sounded like uh, you were at a dentist. It was like this high-pitched, like, type sound, you know, when it... And, and, you know, of course, like a normal 
coil tattoo machine is already kind of loud. Right. But these things had like that high pitch sound because the the Numa machine was made out of like aircraft like aluminum, mm-hmm. and so it really had that that drill sound from like a dentist. It was it was pretty crazy. But man, that would push that big old forty five mag, and man, we would rock out some big ass areas on him, you know, in a pretty short time. Well, did but. you watch Ninja Turtles while you did it? No. No, we probably uh, probably watched uh, some sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I don't know, you know, something like that. But yeah, I I liked Ninja Turtles, you know, cartoons when I was younger and stuff. And you know what you're talking about with the comic strips. I was always big into the comic strips as well. But as opposed to going into the comic books, which I did enjoy comic books, but I actually wanted to design video games. Like I didn't want to draw comic books i wanted to go into the video games and actually i had designed kind of one I, I drew out like a storyboard you know it was like kind of a combination of like you remember contra yeah yeah you know it was like a combination of that and uh castlevania kind of put together right so i mean it was kind of cool because you had like these monsters that you would have to fight but they were monsters as if they were like the castlevania type people with the vampires and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but they were from other planets similar to contra yeah you know that sounds cool those two games were very big when i was a kid like Mm -hmm. i spent hours and hours playing those you know like we talked about mario before and i would get that dry red burning eyes and i'd have to like pause it and go sleep for like an hour and Mm -hmm. then come back to it and everything so you want to hear something funny yeah when i was like always in the fourth or fifth grade uh I, it wasn't just enough to do one comic. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like a Stanley and just have a whole comic company. So I, I made one called uh, Mad Madhouse, I think it was, and um, you know I would, you know, get friends to get involved and you know I'd draw out like all the covers, you know, like the layout for all the covers, you know, so you'd see all the titles we'd be doing, and you know I we did like. 10 of them you know and towards the end you're kind of running out of ideas so i literally just did here's quake the comic book and i had one friend who was a little shit yeah and one day my friend's talking he's like yeah uh so-and-so's gonna turn you in I'm like turn me in what do you mean what? he was gonna like i guess get me arrested for copyright infringement <laughs> and i was like what and I, you know i didn't understand there no copyright law yeah. but like like what a little bitch, you know. Right. Like, and you know, of course, like you know, I didn't think about like that back then. I was like, oh no, yeah. I I drew Quake, you know, the logo and everything, and they're gonna come get me. Yeah, you know. But uh, what a, it was a very strange <laughs> thing looking back on that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I always, you know, also loved uh, like just your regular Saturday morning type cartoons, or even just the cartoons uh, <laughs> when we. <laughs> So, Speaking ladies and gentlemen, field. we have we have a friend here. Uh, Do we have that the just, video on? Yeah, the okay. video's on. So they know uh, what's going on. Yeah, uh, allow me to introduce Zambi, uh, the uh, fluffy cat who just decides to go ahead and jump up here onto uh, you know everything and <laughs> rub himself against the uh, the the microphone. Yep. Yeah, yep. You're, there you go. <laughs> your pussy's out of control, man. <laughs> Zam. Yeah. Okay. All right. We need to go ahead and have you get down. There you go. Or just oh, while there. we're being interrupted, how how my how are my levels? Am I sounding <laughs> all right? No, you sound good. Okay. Yeah. 
So I think, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, so uh, another thing that I really enjoyed were uh, like the after school cartoons, like G.I. Joe, Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. Uh, Saturday mornings obviously were huge. You know, you wake up, get a big ass bowl of cereal. And I don't know, I probably ate like half a box of cereal at a time watching cartoons. And I would sit there and draw them, you know, draw the cartoons that I saw. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, some of my favorite uh, cartoons was kind of that. Uh, do you remember the USA Cartoon Express? Where it was, like, a jumble of different Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Sounds sounds familiar. So they, they had, like, a, a bunch of different characters um, on those. It wasn't like uh, Scooby-Doo, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, your main kind of cartoons. But there was a lot of fun ones. There was one where it was, like, a, I think it was, like, a dune buggy. But the buggy could talk. Wacky racers? That? No, not wacky racers. But I know what you're talking <clears throat> about. Yeah, it, and they—they, they, I don't even remember like the premise of these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and then there was like uh, the grape ape. Yeah. You know, and like uh, something with a shark. I think there was a, like a shark that could talk. And Shaky was shark and... or something like that. He had a top hat and he was like, Ugh. <laughs> he was very like cowardly. Yeah, and then there's a uh, Captain Caveman. That yeah. I always thought that one was hilarious. But the thing, looking back on it now. Like, how inappropriately they drew the women in these cartoons? No, how appropriately they drew the women. Oh, how appropriately. very appropriate. Yeah. So, uh, one of them that I think is hilarious is uh, Hong Kong Fooey. Mm-hmm. Number one now, super guy. Now, Hong Kong Fooey actually aired before I was even born. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing the reruns of it and stuff like that. And I actually bought the DVDs off of eBay, like, a long time ago. Like, all of the... The Hong Kong Fooey set. Yeah. You know, and even my kids have watched it. And because I've always wanted to, like, everything I've enjoyed in life, I try to, you know, let my kids experience that too. Whether they like it or not, I'll make them sit down and watch it. That's part of the fun. Yeah. Subje- you, know, you have to do this. You're, I'm going to mold you in my image. Right. And it is, it's all comes down to media. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you'll watch the shows and listen to the music yep. that I liked, and you'll be a little version of me. <laughs> exactly. And then they grow up to be just like you. Yeah, oh yeah, that's how that yeah. works. It's like arguing in a mirror. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, so Saturday morning cartoons, after school cartoons, comic book strips, or you know, all of that stuff was a great basis for people like you and I. Mm-hmm. Because we started to see art. We started to replicate what we saw. You know, because realistically, all art is is a replication, wouldn't you say? Of something else. Um, it feels a little narrow, but uh, I guess yeah. For <laughs> in, in most terms, it's 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 a yeah. it's an expression of some sort of uh, a thought, right? You know, it can be, you know, a, uh, a re- you know, you could sit and draw this room and draw these guitars and just you know do a still life, mm-hmm. or it could be like some sort of uh, abstraction, like a right. thought or an emotion. Um, so I used to build models of cars like Lamborghinis and Ferraris and stuff, mm-hmm. and I would set them out, you know, and then I would draw them in my sketchbook. I actually still have the sketchbooks from like when I was like seven and eight years old. Yeah, but I would draw these cars, you know, and it was kind of interesting looking back and thinking about, oh, I was learning perspectives. Yeah, you know, I was learning shading, and I didn't even realize it. I can tell you the moment I, I like I don't remember much stuff from childhood like you know I have a terrible memory but I remember early early elementary school um, when I understood like 
you know, things in the front and things in the back, like foreground mm-hmm. and background. Like, yeah, when, you know, you remember you draw, like, you know, your hand and you trace it out and you do right. a turkey. Like, I remember doing that and then having the fence behind it, but having the fence, like, not go into the hand. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I unlocked something here. Like, I leveled up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember the teacher said something. I can't remember what grade. It was, like, very early on. But um, I would have, um, oh, man, I wish I would have brought it. Uh, there, the, the folder and trapper game in the 90s was, like, really, really yeah. great. The artistry on those. Um, and one of them I had, and uh, it was a folder. And they would always be these wild perspectives, um, like being a, the big guy throwing, like slamming, slam dunking a basketball, but sure. it would be like the stream perspective and everything would be like very extreme, you know, yeah. 90s aesthetic. And this one was, um, it was basically a Star Wars ripoff, or it's basically like kind of a kid version of Luke Skywalker in a, you know, a, a Kmart version of an X-Wing. Still very cool. Sure. But then there was this like lizard monster, like, clawing on yeah. the thing and it was shot from the perspective of the pli- pilot looking down so it was very extreme perspective you could see the yeah. uh, the planet behind him he was it was a big green reptilian monster and the planet was like reddish maroon colors mm-hmm. and i drew that all the time yeah um i would copy the power rangers off the folders that we had in school um you know and uh yeah it's crazy I, to I, think of some of those subjects that they came up with though like Here's like a white tiger with like palm trees and like this orange, yellow, pink sun with some sort of weird blue triangles everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, and even the, the Lisa Frank stuff, which when you're a kid, you're like, oh, girl stuff. But when you're an adult, like, I'm, dude, look like, at how many it. tattoos like that are being done. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd be down to do those. I love doing bright color tattoos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, and there was this whole thing of uh, when you were a kid, um, copying things was bad. Right. Because it didn't come from your head. It's cheating. Mm-hmm. And, and tracing was even worse. That was like a cardinal sin. Mm-hmm. You trace something, phew, might as well have been taking steroids. Right. You know, to a, to a second grader. Phew, yeah. Ostracized. Mm-hmm. Shunned. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's how you learn. Right. Um, you gotta, you know, there was a while there when I was like drawing that I would be like, oh, I don't need references all out of my head, you know, Yeah. which, you know, if you've got a good imagination, you know, you can, you know, get, get pretty far, but you know, you need a visual vocabulary. You need right. to kind of, you need to, you need some input. You need to take stuff in. You need to learn how things work. Not everybody's King, Kim Jong-ji, that artist, that Korean artist, uh, who recently passed, who had like damn near photographic memory you know who i'm talking about no uh-uh. um this guy i'll have he, to look him up i i will have to bring in one of my books from him but uh you can look him up online he will take an ink marker like a brush pen mm-hmm. and do entire scenarios where where he he was in the military so he could draw any sort of vehicle any weapon sure. with precision he could draw the, the, a motorcycle and a person on it from any perspective no no uh gesture lines no um sketching just yeah, just fully done, rendered like out of his head yeah insanely good yeah. to the point of like he was machine like uh just a, a complete maybe he was i was very envious like anybody oh yeah know, anybody artistically inclined to look at look at that and go oh like the only person who came close to that would be 
this guy who was literally autistic and they would take him up in a plane and he would look you know at a you know a cityscape for an hour come back down and he'd have a huge you know piece of paper on the wall sure. and he would draw the whole cityscape from memory yeah it's, it, like, it's funny that you say that because i the only thing i like that i remember was i remember seeing a i don't know if it was like a ripley's video type thing or maybe it was some sort of a news article or something but it was an autistic kid that he would have this huge pad of paper mm. and he would draw dr seuss characters just out right. of memory but they would be exact you know, yeah. perspectively, everything exactly where it was belonging and size-wise, the arms would be perfect. Everything would be exact, but he'd draw them, like, at four feet high, mm -hmm. you know? And he'd draw the... He'd just come out with a marker and just, like, <laughs> like that, and it's done in, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. You know? And I was always like, holy crap. Like, that's ridiculous. It's machine-like, mm -hmm. you know? Crazy. It's, um, it's crazy because you do get to a certain point where it's, like... You go from uh, proficient to, to damn near genius and you're clawing your way up. And then you meet somebody who's just a savant. Mm -hmm. No effort necessary. Right. It just, they blow you out of the water. Years of, of training and drawing and grinding. And they're, they're nothing compared to just uh, one autismo with, uh, with a pen and paper. Yeah. It's crazy how some people can just pick things up and just be automatically good at it yeah you know but one thing that i hear a lot is people are always like oh man you guys are so good you know artistic wise i can't even draw a stick figure i can't do this and i'm always like well how many times do you try to draw mm -hmm. you know it's just like trying to learn to play guitar you're not going to get it right away yeah i mean some people will get it faster than others you know you can see that through different artists and musicians all throughout the the world or even just people we know you know like yeah I've been playing guitar for a long ass time. I'm pretty good at it. I'm no Maddie Apple, you know. Like, but uh, who is? You know, well, Maddie, of course. There's only one. You know, the only. You, yeah, you can't you can't mess with that. I mean, what I always tell people when they when they get into that whole thing about drawing and you know, I go, it just takes ten thousand hours. Right. I think it was Malcolm Gladwell who said that like ten thousand hours to acquire any skill, and then. You know, I always tell people, too, that the key to becoming good at something is to enjoy it even when you suck at it. That's, right. that's the only reason I'm decent at this. Like, I, I ha it's not even, I do enjoy it, mm -hmm. but it's like a, it's a compulsion. I have to do it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a calling. It's, you know, it's, um, yeah, I don't know what I, you know, would have without it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, yeah, it's not necessarily like skill. Like, you know, you could look at guys like Frank Frazetta. You know, who were out of the womb, and they had it. But those people are well, very who, few. Uh, but but did he though? Like, I no, mean, he did. how long did he? How long was I, he scraping at the? He was one of those guys. You look at his books, and it's like, here's him at age ten. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, fuck Frank Frazetta. Oh, that's like my buddy Halo. He's just like good at everything, but he also continuously is yeah. is doing it. It's it's he doesn't stop. Yeah, if you, you got know? the talent and if you got yeah. the the unstoppability, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you'll become you know great. Um, but no, I mean cartoons were kind of yeah. There was a it was a good foundation. Uh, it was a good catalyst for you know the imagination. Mm -hmm. um, and it's definitely something like that's carried through because like you know there was a point where I wanted to be more realistic with my stuff, but it, it's something cartoons I keep coming back to. Right. Just, 
it's very it feels very effortless it's very fun you mm -hmm. know um it's something that uh i'll never say no to you know? see and that's the beauty of what you just said it seems effortless mm -hmm. because it's fun yeah. You know, so that's one thing that, uh, you know, we have a multiple number of artists at the shop that like doing different things. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you come to come to us, like, we're all capable of doing any style. But if you come to somebody and ask them to do a specific style that they like, it's going to be even better for the tattoo. Yeah. You know, because you're enjoying what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I can do, like, scenery and, you know, mountains and trees and whatever and stuff like that. I don't really have like a drive for that. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like super fun to me. Like tattooing in general is fun for me. It calms my head actually. So I don't really care what I'm tattooing, but if I were to care, I would prefer to do cartoon stuff as well. Mm -hmm. You know, or large scale like, you know, traditional Japanese work, you know, anything like that yeah. is fun, but that basic thing what you just said of being effortless. Mm -hmm. I think that's a whole mindset which includes positivity. <laughs> Brought it back to you. I had to bring the positivity back. Yeah. Positivity. I'm just testing you. I'm waiting for you to be like, listen, dude, stop being positive. But we'll do that at a No, I'm just going to slowly chip at you and, and erode your positivity. You're going to try to break me down? Well, you know, you say you can't control you what can't others, break my stride. how others think and, and feel, <laughs> and I see that as a challenge. Challenge accepted. Okay. All right, psychological warfare, here we come. All right, well, I feel sorry for you already. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> you feel sorry. That doesn't sound very positive. You remember that five million you were going to get? Five million? Yeah, five million dollars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It just came to 4.5. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll f we'll f you'll find a way to whittle it down. No matter what. Speaking, of which, speaking of which, I got... Uh, I didn't win. I didn't win yet. Well, I, I got a yeah. ticket for Wednesday, so I might, oh. I might win. What am I going to get? I never promised anything to you. Oh, man. See, that's the problem. You make you say all sorts of things, mm -hmm. and people go, "Oh, it's nice to have Jason in your corner." <laughs> in theory, he's gonna buy me a new Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but you got to pay the insurance. <laughs> yeah, you could go broke what with a that. Racket. Uh, but in cartoon land, you don't have to worry about things like insurance. You don't have to worry about realistic expectations in fact those are frowned upon in the cartoon world mm -hmm. um basically it's just expression it's uh it's it's positivity it's anger it's uh pratfallen and you know physical humor uh, slapstick slapstick uh you don't have to worry so much about proportionality and perspective right. because honestly it all depends on what the mindset of any character, you know, that you're drawing at that point. Um, obviously, there are rules, mm. you know, there's good guidelines. Um, but um, where am I going with this? Basically, I don't know. Like, it's just fun sh shit to draw. It is. But yeah. um, you're asking me, like, what favorite cartoons earlier. Yeah. Um, there is one that I never hear talked about, and I want to give a shout out today. And see if anybody knows what I'm talking about. There was a there's a little cartoon on Saturday mornings on CBS. It was called Project Geeker, and it was my favorite cartoon. It was like a cyberpunk dystopian future, and hmm. um, this uh, crazy evil billionaire who uh, had a uh, mad scientist under his employee who was a 
Woolly mammoth with a jetpack. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've never seen this one. Yeah, and he wanted to create. He wanted him to create the ultimate weapon. Okay, and he created something called Project Geeker, and it was supposed to be like kind of a big super soldier capable of fighting anything, but it was a literal cartoon, like not cartoon in the like it was just basically a walking cartoon. It was like yeah. a failed project. It was uh, a geek, uh, and it was voiced uh, by Billy West, who's like the, one of the most iconic you know, voice actors ever. I just know of Mel Blank. Mel Blank, but he's up there with, <laughs> with Mel Blank, in yeah. my opinion. Um, he did uh, Stimpy. Uh, oh, he, seriously? He, he's done, I believe he's Stimpy, done Stimpy, you idiot. Let me pull up his his uh, bio here. Uh, See, and now that's another one. He's I done, okay, so he does Philip J. Fry in Futurama. Oh. Um, well, he does multiple. He does uh, Farnsworth, Zap, Zap Brannigan, Zoidberg, um, Brennan Stimpy, um, I think he does SpongeBob. I'm pretty sure he does something on SpongeBob. Hmm. I would be surprised if he didn't. Oh, damn it. There's supposed to be a list. But uh, he's done a lot of Looney Tunes stuff. He's basically, like, if you hear his voice, you'll you'll know him from something. Now, and, and I know we've mentioned this before, and I, I, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast here, but voice acting for cartoons is something that I wanted to do since I was, like, in third grade. Right. I always wanted to do voices. Like, that that's the biggest thing that... And I'm actually glad that I'm starting to have grandkids and stuff now, too, because, like, when my kids were little, yeah, one of my favorite things was just reading books and doing voices, like, you know, pirate voices for, you know, Treasure Island, stuff like that. Um, when we would do, uh, like, Dr. Seuss books, I would always, like, kind of get a beat going in my head, and I'd rap it. But... Uh, I don't know. I, I like doing goofy stuff like that. And voice acting for cartoons would have been like one of my favorite things that I could possibly ever do as a job. Well, it's not too late. You're right. Yeah. We, we should maybe uh, add another thing to our list of things to do. No, your list. Well, I'm going to have gonna to say... have you draw the stuff. Okay. And I'll voice it. Well, what are we about? What are we, what are we, what's the cartoon about? Uh, I don't know. We'll have a relentlessly positive <laughs> gopher. Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, I think that's been done. Oh, all right. Um, hmm. Right, right now on the spot, we're making a cartoon. Right now. Oh, right it? now, we're making a cartoon. We're making a cartoon. All right. Uh, it's gonna be a cartoon about animals. The animals have different voices, and each of the animals have different uh, superpowers. Um, and they don't help people with their superpowers. Who do they help? Do they help themselves? They help themselves. Okay, they're very selfish. They're selfish animals. So how do they Probably have Probably a bunch of raccoons and possums. Oh, possums? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. What's I just their... threw those two ooh, out there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Roadkill. They're superpowered <laughs> roadkill. So once they die... Once they die... They become superpowers. Uh, a, a fairy or some what's whatever yeah. MacGuffins use to give them superpowers. Right. Uh... So they're like kind of decaying. Like the raccoon could have like a little eye socket. It could be very like uh, zombified, animals. almost Tim Burton esque, but cooler than Tim Burton. You know? Can you get cooler than uh, Tim Burton? Yeah, you can. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. Roadkill. Uh, <laughs> roadkill with superpowers. So you've got possum. You've got raccoon. Right. Skunks. Else? Skunks. Yeah. Um, armadillos. Deer, I've seen a couple goat. armadillo. Armadillo. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, out traveling. They, and should stuff. they all be small creatures? Like maybe the the protagonists are the small ones, yeah, and I, the antagonists so. are the bil- big ones. Like a maybe, like a like a 
deer, like a big doe. Sure. That's like still stuck in the car. But I feel like the deer would have to have like a dopey voice. Why? You know, why I don't know. Voice? I just feel like it would like be they're dumb creatures. Dumb. I mean, I've been deer hunting a lot, and deer aren't that smart. They can no, sense yeah. when people are there and stuff like that. But just realistically, I don't feel like a deer is a smart animal. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, no offense to any deer out there listening yeah, or deer listeners. I'm sure they're out there like, what? Did you hear that? They just said we're dumb. Maybe a stray cat every now and again. So maybe it's a stretch of highway where any, like, it's mysterious. And we could, we could call it Route 66. Route 66? Yeah. A stretch of highway, a very narrow stretch of highway that it's supernatural. Okay. So Maybe close to Area 51. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we got something here. Maybe. We, I think we just came up with something cool. So Copyright. Done. Yeah, copyright. <laughs> no... No taxis, backsies. Right. Um, so okay, we can so start it selfish. out just with like a strip, like meme type strips. So do they take revenge ag- against vehicles on the road? Like maybe they kill drivers on the road. It's a very dark. Maybe they may, maybe they come. Oh, like Happy Tree Friends. I I know of that one. Don't they just kill each they other? They just yeah yeah. It's really ridiculous. So I used to. I like uh, I like I, the idea of of, uh, of taking revenge against like truckers. Yeah, <laughs> maybe whatever vehicle killed them. Yeah, they then have the superpower to come back and haunt the driver of yeah. the vehicle, but they don't necessarily harm the driver. They're just always there, annoying the well, driver. We, we need a we need a we need they need to be confined to the the locale because <laughs> with cartoons you need to keep it simple. Oh yeah, you can't have too many locations. Sure. So maybe they should just any cars going down the road. Maybe it's like kind of um. I don't know, Wiley Coyote kind of thing. Yeah. Or maybe it's like the car that they like. Oh, there was a semi that got me, or there was a, a Volvo. You know, and they, they called dibs on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, so what superpowers would they have? I don't know, but I'm just sitting here picturing now when you say like truckers, and I'm picturing like a desert, mm-hmm. you know, that they're driving through and stuff like that. All I can think of Pee Wee Herman and Large Marge, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Tell them Large Marge sent you. You know. Yeah. Hmm. But, uh, no, um, they're superpowers. Um, well, obviously, you would think, like, okay, well, a skunk, uh-huh. what would his superpower obviously be? The ability to make somebody immediately start throwing up from its smell or something like that. So they start, like, projectile vomiting while they're driving, and then they careen off and Could be. crash? Yeah, maybe. What's an armadillo do? They just kind of like roll up and they could they could uh, roll into the cars and like roll up on to the cars and smash through the the windshield. I feel like the armadillo should have like a gold chain with like a Wu Tang type thing down at the at the bottom, like a bling for some reason. So like a I, that has nothing to do with this, but I just picture that and it makes me happy. Maybe the chain like slashes their throat. <laughs> This is gonna get dark. It's yeah. gonna be happy, but then it's gonna, it's gonna, gonna be, be like, whoa! Like, what? It's like, uh, what was that one where it's like uh, Carl, uh, the the freaking uh, llamas with hats, uh, where they I would be know. like, was Yo, talking you like can't... YouTube stuff or? Yeah, it was like a YouTube thing, and it was like Carl, you can't eat people, and he was like, well, I was just hungry for human hands, you know. I was, I know like, that sounds familiar. I'm I'm a psychopathic killer. I don't know. It was kind well, of this is obviously going to be the drawing. 
You know what? Yeah, I, I actually we were we were planning on talking about something else. Well, I mean, we talked about what we were kind of talking about. What were we planning we were on gonna, talking about? Well, we were going to talk about the evolution of cartoons. Um, well, we just watched one evolve in, in front of, and we just our evolved one ourselves. Yeah, you know. Um, what, what what do you mean evolution? Oh, I was gonna uh, kind of like talking about how cartoons went from like a standard drawing board, where an artist would draw multiple sheets. You know, like the old Disney cartoons. You mm-hmm. know, where it's like a, almost a flipogram type thing. You know, flipping right. through it. Then it went into you know more of a production type thing. Radical Roadkill. Radical Radical Roadkill radical, on Route sixty six. Radical Roadkill on Route sixty six. That's perfect. That's the title. Yeah. But what I was saying is the animation would go from you know a hand drawn animation to you know Photoshop kind of computer animation to like you know who knows what kind of cartoons are going to put out next with like AI type stuff or anything like that. But AI, yes. What does that stand for? Something artificial intelligence. Oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to say that too loud because we don't want it to uh, take over. Well, they call it artificial <laughs> intelligence. I don't see anything intelligent coming out of this. <laughs> you know what? I I also hate though, and and we should do an entire episode just on AI because one thing I really hate, and I'll, then I'll get back to this. I think? absolutely hate when companies or products wait, are wait, wait, no, no, no. advertising. Flag on the field, Uh-oh. Mr. Positivity. Uh-oh. Positivity. Hate. Yeah. That doesn't sound very positive. You know, it's, I just want to say, I, I feel wanna... for consumers because they're being misled. <sighs> Everything that's advertised as AI isn't necessarily AI. AI is literally artificial intelligence that is something that can learn on its own. But you know what? That's only to a certain extent because it is programmed to do so. So really, it's like what came first, the egg or the chicken? What came first, the programming or the actual learning part? Well, see, this is what I, this is what I love. Language, it's tricky mm-hmm. because what do you mean by intelligence? Yeah. Because you can take this to, you know, farther. Well, of so, like, so aren't we all programmed? Yeah, from birth. But... So what do you mean? The, is it not like the Roomba upstairs? Okay, my Roomba, right? It's it's like AI Roomba. Okay, it's do not they, learning anything. Did they say it's AI? It literally, well, not the one that I have, I guess, but I have seen them advertised. But it's not learning anything. It's just still going back and forth in a pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, like yes, it learns where your house and where your rooms are and stuff like that because it maps it out first. Oh, that sounds like learning. But it doesn't. But after that, it's not like it's thinking you know, on its own. You know, when I'm at a party, it's programmed. To I do I I learn myself where the bathroom is. You know, oh, I learn myself AI. where the chips and dip are. So I'm basically mm. a Roomba. Roomba. I hope the chips are all crunched, like little teeny slivers of too soon chips. Too. Soon. Oh, dinner was great tonight. Yeah. Um. No. So like, this is a. I feel like it's all right. Roadkill. What was it? Roadkill. Okay. What? We're, we're pivoting. Okay. <laughs> I was going to get all philosophical here, and you're like, no, let's go, go ahead. To, no, go let's, ahead. No, 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 no. But that could be a whole... No, I'm going to do your... That could be a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, I say that all the time. Yeah, I know. I, I keep telling you... I, I keep meaning to tell you to stop saying that, but now I'm saying it. Okay, so what did we name this? I'm, I'm writing this down. Roadkill? Ra- Radical Roadkill from Route 66. Right. From or on? Well... Write them, write them both down, and we'll figure out which one's better. Radical 
roadkill. And I'm feeling very like Looney Tunes with it. Like very cartoony. Mm-hmm. Yes. Radical Roadkill on Route 66 brought to you by Zach Shields and Jason Evans. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. I, I think we might have a... So that Put is that our on drawing the... assignment. Yeah. For this episode, we're going to draw a Radical Roadkill that has a superpower. Mm-hmm. So this might be uh, the time to learn how to use that damn uh, animation part of Procreate. Oh, I tried that. Yeah, that I, I made you? some flames. I couldn't figure it out. I'm stupid. Yeah, it was really annoying, but yeah. I got it to make the flames. Um, I have a client coming up. Uh, I think it's actually might be this Saturday. Um, I'm doing this tattoo that I I drew up. It's a it's an like a traditional style mace, but I drew it as uh, Darth Vader's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And so the mace and the chain are like glowing red. Um, I saw on her, either her Instagram or her uh, TikTok, she was like making uh, sp- like the spider Gwen, mm-hmm. you know, um, like some sort of animated thing. And she was doing it on Procreate. I believe I'm tattooing her on Saturday. I could uh, definitely pick her brain while I'm tattooing her on it. See how that she sounds painful. That. Yeah, I mean, because the tattoo is on a leg. I don't know how I'm gonna pick at her brain. It's a uh, an expression. Oh yeah. I'm gonna pick at your brain. That means I'm gonna ask questions. That explains some stuff. Asking questions is a good way to communicate. Picking at the brain. <laughs> Pinky in the brain. Artificial intelligence. Does it actually learn? Did you like Pinky in the brain? Did you oh, like yeah, Animaniacs? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't think it was a little over the top. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, Dexter's they Laboratory? Lit- I know you like that one. Uh, yes. Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> oh, oh, mama. Mama. Oh, Johnny um, Bravo. Courage the Cowardly. Oh, my fucking goodness. Dog. I used to draw that on my book covers mm-hmm. all the time. Loved that one. I loved the scary parts. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't, they didn't fucking... They were relent. pretty adult with, yeah. with those scary parts. Well, they That's, didn't... Like, yes... Yeah, yeah, that's I guess you could say that's actually uh, even how I can kind of picture the background mm-hmm. for the roadkill, is yeah. more like that that old man's house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that was a good. Like just cartoon. one uh, creaky windmill. Yeah. I was wondering if we have a creaking sound or we don't. We got to work on the sounds. Yeah. We got to like pre-think of this, but everything we talk about, we just wing it anyway. So. It's hard you know, to like no, pre-plan no, winging sounds. it, but we slowly comes together. Yeah, like it's gonna it's gonna f- eventually be a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. That is, if anybody wants to hear this. Yeah, I want to hear it, but I was here. Yeah, you got to hear it from saying it. I did. That way, I can remember it better. You'd be the guy if you became like an actor, or a world like renowned voiced actor. You'd have five TVs on watching your work. <laughs> a video of, uh, feed of you in the voice uh, booth. Right. Going, oh, that was a really good take. Yeah. Oh, that one was, that was one he's even better. Why didn't they use that? You'd be like. Do you think that I would make all the faces and stuff? Have, have you seen like the recordings of like, uh, uh, who, who does the voice for Rocket? Um, that one actor. Oh, uh, yeah, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen like the, the videos of him where I've he's like. Like, 
overly like moving around and he's like yeah like screaming and he's making the faces and stuff mm -hmm. like that do you think that that's just for show or do you think that they're really getting into it that much oh that really definitely get, in, get it that. influences like especially now when you can put out the fucking nodes yeah on the people and like you could you know capture them um a little bit with their motion i know they did i think with Batman the Animated Series, they did the voices before the animation. Oh, really? Yeah. If I remember that correctly. It was... It was that would be interesting to draw. Like, you'd have to, like, emulate that, mm -hmm. you know, emotion in the drawing. Yeah. That's a cool idea. I mean, remember, did you ever see Robin Williams playing the genie? Yes. He's Robin Williams, so he's not going to just sit there... Yeah. ...looking at the script. It's going to be... When I was a kid, yeah. I used to watch this TV show called Mork from Ork mm. that he was on. Mork I had like Ork. a yeah. He was an alien that came to. I thought uh, it was Mork and Mindy. Oh well, he was from Ork, you know. But but the, the show the was planet Mork. was yeah. It was Mork and Mindy. Yeah. But the planet that he was from was Ork, mm -hmm. and he came down in like an egg. Yeah. You know and stuff like that. I had like a whole. Uh, well, he was hatched like out of an egg. Yeah, <laughs> that was his spaceship. Was a big egg. Oh okay. Yeah, but I, I just remember having a uh, sleeping bag and, and stuff. I remember that show was pretty funny. But Robin Williams was golden, man. Yeah. Like, he's one of those people that, man, that is such a tragedy that, you know, he's no longer with us because he was a great actor. Mm -hmm. He was a great voice actor. He was a hilarious comedian, you know? Yeah, there's not going to be another one of those. No. Uh, that was definitely, that definitely sucked when he, uh, yeah. he went out. But, uh, yeah, he had a lot of great work. Um, yeah, I mean, he was definitely, like, a living cartoon. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember seeing the video of him acting that way and also Gilbert Godfrey doing the uh, mm -hmm. uh, Iago. Yeah. Like, but, uh, you know, his voice and his face already were so squinty and, you know, hilarious looking. Yeah. And that's what, like, the great thing of, like, you can make the, the visuals and the sound you know, come together, and the, and they can influence each other. Uh, a lot of the times the sound influences the character. Right. Or, you know, I mean, I, I, the other part of it is, too, is, like, they see the character and they find the voice out of that. Right. Where it's, like, they, they look at it and they're, like, I'm feeling, like, high-pitched, uh, feeling very, like, or very, like, squealy or whatever the, whatever the hell. Right. There was another one that uh, I, I, speaking of these type of people that did, you know, different voices and stuff like that, Bobcat Goldthwait. You remember oh, that, that guy? guy. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. Dude, and, and like, do you I remember, was just like, um, Do you remember Unhappily uh, Ever After? Yeah. Yeah, you put yeah. the bunny on that, which yep. wasn't an animation, was basically the same thing. Yeah, I, I always had a... I, I always thought uh, the Police Academy movies were funny when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And, like, I always wanted to be like him, you know, do this weird, crazy voice, but then also Michael Winslow doing the sounds. Yeah. You know, and I got into, like, doing sounds with my voice and stuff like that, and then tried... My hand at beatboxing, you know, which uh, I, I could only do a certain small amount, nothing uh, too wondrous mm. at all, you know. Oh, speaking of which, I was at the um, the QuadCon, mm -hmm. the the Lindale Mall had this comic convention, and uh, this artist he had some uh, pretty cool renditions of Darkwing Duck and Gizmo Duck. Oh yeah, and I got them um, as little magnets. They're yeah. pretty cool. 
Um, it's tough now, man. Like you, you, you see all this shit you want to buy, and it's like, man, I have so many prints, so much art. Mm-hmm. But I ended up getting a, a comic, uh, like three issues of a six issue series. Um, the other two, uh, the other three, still have to come out. But uh, I was like, well, we could re- maybe we could review them on the show. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, comic. Um, I did bring them. I can have you take a look at them. But uh, we might uh, do that for next time if, if we want to keep the comic, cartoon, comic strip discussion yeah. going. Yeah, for sure. Because we're at about an hour already now. Yeah, so. where are we at? At one hour. Oh, one hour on yeah. the nose. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, we could take this into part two anytime. You know. Like, yeah, yeah. But um, no, definitely um, radical roadkill from Route sixty six. Radical roadkill from Route sixty six. It's exhausting to say, but it's fun. Yeah. It's like, I like the alliteration of it. Yeah. I think um, it'll be a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I can already see some of them right now. So we got, we, okay, so we got a raccoon. We got a possum. Just write these down. Uh, I'm getting out my notes right now here. Um, Skunk, deer. What else gets run over? Raccoon. My heart. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that sounds <laughs> oh, so evil. Sad. Yeah. Did you ever have an emo phase? No. Like a sad boy phase? No, like I, I didn't. Yeah, not at all. I went from, uh, like, country music to rock and like, oldies rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, straight into, like, the hair, hair nation type stuff. Like, White Snake, Guns N' Roses, Poison, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and then got into, you know, rap and hip hop. So the closest like you would have been, been like goth, new wave. Typo negative was probably as goth as like I got, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, when you stop and think about typo negative and, and like any, any band that had music on the Crow soundtrack, yeah. kind of that sort of stuff. But I did go into a little bit of a phase of like, uh, I don't know if you want to say like goth techno. Right. You know, type stuff, like rave-type goth music. When I lived down in Baton Rouge, there was a, a club down there that I'd go to sometimes, and they had, like, I don't know, like, some music from, like, KMFDM and, like, uh, Velvet Acid Christ and, you know, Acumen Nation, different, yes. uh, you know, kind of tech. All the music responsible for the Columbine shooting. Was it? I, 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 I think one of those bands, KMFD or whatever. KMFDM? Yeah. I think then they, they went like, into, like, MDFMK, and then they went back to KMFDM, and... Yeah, it was kind of weird. No, man, I I was I was came up in the um, like post grunge, but new metal. There was a lot of angry, sad music. It was mostly angry, sad music. Well, it was either that or like gangster rap. Yeah, my high my high school years was Seattle grunge, mm-hmm. um, still mixed with some Poison and Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue. Did you like, go grunge for a bit? Oh, dude, I was the kid with the. Ripped up jeans and flannel shirt, walking through the hall, long hair. I mean, I still... I thought you wore corduroys. No, no. That was a different episode. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> was that a different episode, or was, was, was that just one. us talking? Oh, that was the last episode. Yeah, yeah. See, I already don't even know. Um, all right, so I got raccoon, skunk, possum. Uh, what else did we say? Skunk, possum. Um, probably a cat. I don't know. Cat every now and again. Um, well, oh, uh, armadillo. Armadillo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else that... Uh, I'm thinking of, like, kind of... Now I'm trying to think of, like, desert-type animals. Coyote. Maybe a coyote. Maybe a 
dog every now and again, a wolf. Yeah. Uh, those don't get run over much, though. Not really. They're pretty fast. Yeah, it's all small stuff. But uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out, and we'll uh, post the visuals on. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. And uh, radical, yeah, radical roadkill on Route sixty six. That sounds like a fun fun thing to do. And this has been a good conversation. I like cartoons. You like cartoons? What's with this positivity shit, man? <laughs> do you guys want to go watch some cartoons now? Yeah, it'll be pretty fun. All right, well, Zach. Till next time, this has been It Burns When I Pod. <laughs>